Welcome to Radio Davos, the podcast from the World Economic Forum that looks at the biggest challenges and how we might solve them. This week, water. Freshwater is a precious resource and climate change, population growth and mismanagement are making it ever more so. Over the past couple of decades, we are actually losing more fresh water. Close to 80% of wastewater goes into waterways without adequate treatment and then it eventually reaches the ocean. The World Economic Forum's Uplink platform wants to hear from you if you have new ideas on how to protect fresh water. On this episode, we'll be hearing from Roshni Nadar Malhotra, chairperson of India-based tech firm HCL, on why she's backing this project. In access to fresh water, I see it on a daily basis in a city like Delhi with, you know, 25 million people. As the world meets at COP27 to discuss climate change, we also have to consider fresh water vital for our survival and under threat from the consequences of global warming. There's been a big ESG push, which has made carbon quite central to everyone's agenda. But we don't see water central to an agenda. Subscribe to Radio Davos wherever you get your podcasts. Please leave us a rating and a review. And join us on the World Economic Forum Podcast Club on Facebook. I'm Robin Pomeroy at the World Economic Forum. And with this look at fresh water and a call for innovative solutions. Fresh water is a very pivotal resource for life on Earth and us humans. This is Radio Davos. Water. The water we drink, the water we cook with, and the water we clean ourselves with is a precious resource. And in much of the world, it's becoming ever more precious and scarce, not least because of the impacts of climate change, which is focusing minds at the COP27 conference in Egypt right now. Water scarcity is one of the things that humans will have to address more and more because of climate change. And on this episode of Radio Davos, we're calling on you, the listeners, for solution. The World Economic Forum's Uplink platform invites people with innovative solutions to big problems to send them in for a chance to be selected as Uplink innovators, where they can make contacts, seek funding, and other ways to get their ideas off the ground. And Uplink is currently focusing on water, fresh water. And to talk about that, I'm joined by Emanuela Orsini from the Uplink team at the World Economic Forum. Emanuela, how are you? I'm fine, Robin. Thanks so much for having me. Well, thanks for joining us to talk about water. Remind us first, though, what Uplink is. Yes, so Uplink is a platform founded by the World Economic Forum, Deloitte and Salesforce, which sources and scales entrepreneurs solving some of the world's biggest challenges, as well as investment funds focusing on these types of purpose-driven startups, as we call them. So one of the most recent innovation challenges that we're running on our platform right now is the Global Freshwater Challenge, and it's run in partnership with HCL Technologies, which is a multinational IT and consulting company. So for this challenge specifically, we're looking for aquapreneurs who have ideas for restoring freshwater ecosystems. What is an aquapreneur? Yeah, so basically it's an entrepreneur working in the water space. So we've called them aquapreneurs. And yeah, we're looking for aquapreneurs specifically for this freshwater challenge. So why are you focusing on freshwater? So to put this into perspective, now out of all the water on this planet, less than 3% is freshwater. And if you break down this 3%, only 1% is really easily available for human use. And the other 2% are um, locked in glaciers and they're not accessible. So with climate change, expanding populations and, you know, meaning uh, increased water usage, rivers and lakes are drying up all around the world. Our water sources are becoming more scarce. And so the issue is if we continue draining freshwater resources faster than they can replenish and while the uh, the earth keeps warming up, we'll soon run out of safe drinking water. 
So you're looking for solutions to that problem. What kind of innovations are you looking for? Yeah, so this is um, the Global Freshwater Challenge. It's a part of a five-year aquapreneur innovation initiative. Um, so this is the first one of five that we'll be running on Uplink um, over the next few years. So uh, this one's focusing on solutions that are conserving and restoring freshwater ecosystems. Also that restore water quality, that build climate change resilience. They help uh, improve deci- decision-making around this resource, among other things. So if people enter to this challenge and send in their solution if they're selected what what do they get from it yes yeah, so hcl has committed a total funding of 1.75 million swiss francs to up to 10 winning startups uh, that will be selected for this challenge so it'll help them grow and scale their impact but they'll also get access to the world economic forums events communities networks for potential investment opportunities uh, public exposure through the forums digital channels and then they'll also get support and advice on how to grow uh, their businesses to scale. So we're going to hear a couple of other voices in this episode. At the end of the episode, you're going to uh, introduce us to an innovator, not mm-hmm. one from this challenge because this challenge is only starting now, but it's something, it's a person who's already been involved with water and with Uplink. And we, we'll hear that towards the end of this episode. But first, we're going to hear from the chairperson of HCL Technologies who's sponsoring this. Tell me something about her. Yeah, so I spoke with uh, Roshni Dadar Mahotra. So it was interesting to hear her perspective, you know, from a, a, a more of a business point of view, why they're deciding to invest in freshwater and looking for innovation and to spread awareness about the issue. Well, let's listen to that interview. You started by asking Roshni Nadar Malhotra why water was so important to her personally. I think that... Uh... Water is very important to me because firstly, I think it's most taken for granted. And, um, you know, coming from India and just seeing uh, the environment around us and, you know, our population and um, the inaccess to fresh water is something that um, impacts me personally. I see it uh, on a daily basis in a city like Delhi with um, you know, 25 million people. Um, So I think it's um, most um, taken for granted and misunderstood. Do you have any specific personal stories that uh, may have impacted you to focus on this topic? In another foundation that I have founded, which is called the Habitats Trust, and uh, we focus on um, indigenous wildlife species and lesser known habitats, uh, one has uh, definitely seen a severe um, shortage in water and what it's done to biodiversity and natural environments, especially for India. Um, You know, having been involved in this for a couple of years, just even to see the same spot in a jungle and how it's changed over the past decade and how the wildlife has changed or, and it's all related to lack of water is something that, um, you know, I have seen firsthand. And um, it is something that uh, I think cannot be ignored. Can you talk a bit more about that project? I'm curious to know a bit more about it. And, and how, how did it impact you? What was it specifically, you know, that made you realize, wow, we really need to, to focus more on this and, and work more on this topic area? For example, in the northeast of India, we do a project with the Hulak Gibbons. And um, the Hulak Gibbons have lost a lo- severe amount of their uh, habitat to deforestation. So they actually live in forest clusters, but there is no connecting forest in the middle. 
And if you read in the past um, five to six years, while the northeast of India, in comparison to the rest of India, gets a large share of fresh water because of the rainfalls, you know, because of the um, deforestation, they're not able to contain that fresh water. And so much of it actually floods the entire region and goes into the sea. So there is a clear example of a region in our in my own country which gets more than um, than the annual percentage of rainfall than any other part in the country. So they are getting fresh water, but because of the amount of deforestation that has taken place, it is unable to actually harness and use that resource. And um, the kind of impact that has had on even the Hulaka Gibbon populations and how they've had to adapt and move to different parts so that they can just have access to not only their homeland, which is the trees, but also fresh water, which they would have had in abundance if, you know, there hadn't been this sort of, uh, you know, rain off. I want to focus more on the topic of fresh water. Why is it so at risk right now? For most of us, uh, agriculture is a very large uh, source of uh, GDP in our countries. And to access um, water for agriculture, um, most countries are using wetlands, they're using aquifers, they're using freshwater resources, they're developing next to rivers which come from glaciers, they're developing next to lakes which are also another source of fresh water. So we're actually, as a race, uh, consuming a lot more fresh water, then we're actually um, rejuvenating and pumping back into the system. So over the past couple of decades, um, we are actually losing more fresh water. Close to 80% of wastewater goes into waterways without um, adequate treatment, and then it eventually reaches uh, the ocean. So we're not actually, we're not only, we're using the resource, but we're not replenishing the resource. And um, whatever wastewater which could have been taken in for treatment, 80% of it is also just uh, going through the underground and just going into the sea. And of course, as you know, there's enough studies to show what's even happening to the oceans in terms of pollutants. And so now I want to talk a bit more about the um, Aquapreneur Innovation Initiative that HCL has launched. So my question to you is why HCL as a tech company, why have... Um, you decided to invest in water and, and what is the link there between tech and, and water? So um, ATL as a group has been working in both um, tech-based and nature-based solutions to help rejuvenate, conserve and recycle freshwater ecosystems across India with a lot of strong community partnerships and NGOs. Um, we were doing this um, as part of the ATL Foundation and um, we do believe that there is an innovation ecosystem that can enable water entrepreneurs with resources and mentoring to invest in creating new solutions and also improving and scaling existing ones. Um, I think that um, even today, if we look at um, CSR grants or we look at foundations, um, a lot of the money still tends to go uh, towards um, education, healthcare, and some of the other larger causes, which of course require heavy investments as well. But water being, and especially freshwater being such an important resource, is probably not getting that kind of patient capital. And um, because time is short, I think the one thing that we can agree is that when 
young entrepreneurs put their minds to solving a solution, they're able to do so effectively if they have capital, you know. And uh, so um, the Aquapreneur Innovations Initiative is set up as um, a way to provide patient capital to water entrepreneurs, aquapreneurs, to come up with um, innovative solutions for freshwater conservation, but also help um, scale existing solutions, which may not be happening across geographies, maybe very localized, but not so much globalized. Are there any innovations that have surprised you so far, or um, what are the kind of things that you you're hoping that might come out of the Aquapreneur Innovation Initiative on Uplink? So just to give you an example, in India, we worked with uh, an organization and we constructed 12 rooftop uh, rainwater harvesting structures in um, government schools to ensure that students would have access to water. And um, this was a great positive effect because not only were we... um, you know, harnessing um, rainwater, but we were also reducing the dependency on groundwater. And the children uh, were regularly trained on sustainable use of water. Uh, We provided appropriate water filters for safe drinking uh, of this harvested rainwater. And since 2017, over, you know, 140,000 people have benefited through this uh, water conservation interventions. So I think that, again, it's a very simple solution, but um, to be able to find an ability to scale is what makes this uh, very critical. And I'm sure there are, you know, aquapreneurs out there who will have um, as interesting um, innovations, if not new ones, which could scale. Yeah, so what, what are those abilities to scale that you, you're, you're talking about? Because HCL works extensively in freshwater conservation in India, we're hoping that through the Aquapreneurs Innovation Initiative, if we're able to source um, solutions and entrepreneurs, let's say, in different parts of the world, you know, could we offer some of the interventions that we do in India, some of the water bodies that we work in India, as labs where they can innovate and test their solution or um, their product. Because I think that um, India does come with a unique proposition of, you know, 1.4 billion people sitting on a mass of land, and you don't have that kind of concentration anywhere else. So, um, you know, I'm also trying through HCL to leverage that if you can do it in India, it can probably work in other parts of the world. So addressing scale is extremely important in a finite period of time. And I think that um, if we can work with aquapreneurs all over the world and have them maybe do pilots and do, you know, projects and maybe use India as their, uh, you know, aqua lab, um, we could um, help scale to other parts of the world as well. What is your message to other business leaders regarding water and um, what help would you like to see them give to entrepreneurs and startups? I'd love for as many business and business leaders to participate in um, the Aquapreneurs Initiative in partnership with Uplink. I think that would be uh, really great. Um, I also think that make water, especially fresh water, a part of your agenda. I think there's been a big ESG push, which has made carbon quite central to everyone's agenda. But we don't see water uh, central to an agenda. And while I think 
carbon is extremely important, uh, what we're going to run out of before carbon is probably going to be water. So I think that, you know, um, you have to look at it from, uh, from a standpoint of being paranoid that it's going to run out and, and the time is now. So if they could just uh, make water as central a part of their agenda as carbon and, uh, you know, participate in the Aquapreneurs uh, Innovation Initiative with, with Uplink. Um, you know, we've just started the journey, but there's so much to be done. And, you know, 15 million is not going to get us to pivot the needle, change the needle. I think it's going to take a lot more of a movement, an aqua movement. Now, what is the impact you hope to see five years from now with these types of innovations through the Aquapreneur Innovation Initiative? You know, in the next five years from now, we want to bring to the table some of the best water-oriented innovations uh, that aim to improve decision-making, protect and restore water quality, and strengthen freshwater ecosystem resilience. Um, we, you know, these solutions will fill existing knowledge gaps. As I said, not so much is known about water um, from a freshwater perspective, maybe um, oceans a lot more, um, improve uh, data collection, um, purification, conservation. Um, and we hope that, uh, you know, these solutions are adopted for protecting natural water resources across, uh, you know, the water value chain. So it's not just when water enters a city and how it is used there in terms of the way it's recycled and reused and preserved, but the natural resources of water. So that could be glaciers, that could be rivers, they could be lakes, you know. Um, at that point, they don't impact humans as much as they impact the biodiversity and the natural environment. So if we can do a lot more for that, I think that would be great. And, um, you know, as a global conglomerate, we also aim to set an example among peers that the most important time to invest in water is um, now. Roshni Nadamal Holtra, the chairperson of HCL Technologies. That's the company that's sponsoring this Uplink Challenge. Can you tell us about, give us an example of an Uplink innovator in this field? Yeah, so we already worked with some uh, water-related innovators. So um, last year we had a, a water-related challenge called the Circular Water Cities Challenge. Um, and in that challenge, we collaborated with a company called Wabin, and they're actually formerly known as Metro Holders. So basically what they did is that they created these uh, smart roofs to capture and store rainwater that can be reused afterwards. So basically each roof has a smart valve and it's connected to the internet to be able to anticipate big rain events and basically um, better manage water levels. So most recently we spoke with Friso Klapwick, who's the Global Director of Urban Climate Resilience for Wavin. So um, yeah, let's hear more about their innovation and how their flat roofs work. One of the innovations that is at least the innovation we, we uh, developed is uh, to use our flat roofs. If you look at our modern, modern cities, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of flat roofs. And all these flat roofs are connected to a drain pipe that connects to the sewer. So the moment it starts to rain, it immediately flushes into the, the sewer system. So the concept we developed, is actually based on a Dutch concept of a polder uh, to, to, to be smart with water. So what we do is we store the water on the roof and with an activated valve, we can control the water level. So uh, that is a way to, to collect the water um, and uh, to reuse it. So the 
the, the pull the roof system, the, the smart roof system is basically a buffer system. So what we do is we elevate whatever you want to do on the roof, whether it's solar panels or roof garden, we elevate it a little with a, a plastic medium. And then we control, we add a smart control. We call it the smart drop. Um, in this smart drop, there's a valve, but there's also a set of sensors measuring the water table, measuring temperature, water temperature. Um, and there is um, the forecast. So we have a, a rain bucket that, that uh, um, measures the actual rain, but we also are connected to a server that tells us what is the upcoming rain events. So that way, with these three components, creating storage space to collect the water, um, a smart control, and a set of sensors and the forecast, the weather forecast, we can actually predict and, and be uh, smart with rainwater. So imagine when it rains, we close the valve and make sure that we store the water so it doesn't cause any problems on street level or combined sewer overflow. But also in a drought period, when water e uh, evaporates, we can predict when we need to irrigate. That's uh, Friso Klapwick of this Dutch company, Wavin, talking about these systems for collecting rainwater on the roof. What do they do with the rainwater? Yeah, so it can be reused for irrigation and what they call, you know, blue-green blue, roofs. So um, they can uh, use this water for cooling um, buildings, flushing toilets as well. So really, rainwater can be used instead of drinking water for many things. And so where, where is this happening? Most of the projects are in Amsterdam, Rotterdam, uh, across other cities in the Netherlands, as well as the United States and uh, also Guatemala now. It's a really good example. So again, we'll remind the listeners that if they have innovations, they better move quickly. I hope people are listening to this soon after it's published. Um, but keep an eye on Uplink for other challenges that will be coming up. Where do they find out more about Uplink and how to enter Uplink challenges? Yeah, so right now uh, you can sign up to Uplink at uplink.weforum.org. Uh, make sure to follow us also on our social media channels and learn more about all of our innovators and investors working towards sustainable development goals. Emanuela, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Emanuela Orsini, you also heard Roshni Nadar Malhotra, chairperson of HCL Technologies, and Friso Klapwake of Wavin. There's lots more about water on our website and on previous episodes of Radio Davos. For example, the one where I speak to Matt Damon about his involvement in water projects. Look for those on the website. Please subscribe to Radio Davos wherever you get your podcasts. If you would take just a couple of seconds to leave us a rating and maybe a few more seconds for a review and join the conversation on the World Economic Forum Podcast Club on Facebook. This episode of Radio Davos was presented by me, Robin Pomeroy. Studio production was by Gareth Nolan. We'll be back next week. But for now, thanks to you for listening and good Bye.